Yay, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Yeah, this is this is BD Rose, and welcome to another episode of Twisted, an SVU podcast, where I recap the um, regular original episodes of Law and Order SVU, starting with the first episode. So it's like an episode recap from back from day from the first day you know, back to the nineties until probably about today. Well, I don't know. The, I don't know how long the um, SVU is gonna be airing or anything like that. But it's, I'm gonna tell you this: this we like over 485 episodes now. I think you know it might be near like a 500 episode. I mean, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens though. So, how was your week last week? So you hope you enjoy yourselves though. Man, me, I was busy taking care of my family and all this stuff. You know, sometimes when, like, example, I, I've been taking care of my mom's because um, it's like um, when someone's not feeling well, you got to go take care of them. No one else is around. So you got to go, yeah, I got to do my best just to keep them back in health and all this stuff. So now I remember last week, you know, there's this, this new sh- this new spinoff from Law and Order, right? And um, and check this out. Late last year, they say that uh, Christopher Maloney was going to reprise his role as Elliot Staber on um, on a new Law and Order spinoff. It's right now it's titled Organized Crime. And in it, though, he's going to be say Staber's going to be running the whole unit. I mean. He's gonna be the boss. So when on SVU, Preston and Saver had each other's back. But this time, they're gonna be back to back. I mean, cause um starting April first, um the 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 new the new Law and Order spinoff will feature him. And um it's it's gonna start off with the SVU episode where um Christopher Maloney will be reprising his role as Stabler, right? And it's like a two-hour crossover event. So First hour is SVU, and then the next hour will be the new show called Organized Crime. So it's gonna be like a best in the stable reunion happening going on right here. I mean, fans are excited, so I'm a little excited. You know, I'm not like crazy or jumping up in joy or something like that, but me, I'm cool as a cucumber. And yo, check this out, yo. It's like, um, I was on Twitter and I seen the photos of the new cast of Organized Crime, and they got the Sabler, along with that guy from the practice called Dylan McDermott, and that chick and that sister from Bones. I mean, her name is Tamara Taylor, something like that, and a couple of some unknowns, something like that. So they getting it. See, this is like this is like a preview of the new of the new cast. So this gonna be coming in on April first, which is April Fool's Day. Well, I don't celebrate the April Fools though. I mean, it's I mean. I hope it's not. They say they, they, the, the viewers or the fans might think that they're gonna trick them, but I don't think they can say that'd be a trick though. So um, they say they kept the word, a promise. So we'll see what happens. Now, on to today's episode, right? And um, this is um, the third episode of SVU, right? So, um, so. The title I'm going to call for this episode is America's Battered Teen Model. <laughs> yeah, well, 
reason why I say is I take it from the show America's Next Top Model and I just made it up to. But you want to know that um, America's Next Top Model didn't come on TV until 2003, even though this third episode of SVU aired in 1999. So, and um, it, it and um, most this story covers about the whole modeling business and all that stuff because um, and speaking of modeling, you know, I used to watch America's Next Top Model back in um, about 15 years ago when it first came out and it's a, it's a show featuring Tyra Banks and then they got these aspiring wannabe models you wouldn't want to compete to be the next top model something like that though I used to like that show but now right now I don't watch it anymore though because I have my own reasons so um and also it's a reality show in other words it aired on the the then fledging UPN before they merged with the WB to, to become the CW, and um, on that show though they had a judge who, with the name of Janice Dickinson. You don't know who Janice Dickinson is. I mean, she's like a former supermodel, and um, she had like some drug issues and all that stuff. But um, and then she having surgery on her boobs. I mean, uh, I. Don't get me wrong, I like big boobs and all that stuff. I mean, may, and I gotta admit, though, I, I used to like her and all that stuff, though, because she got the big, she's skinny with the big boobs, even though they just fake ass boobs and fake ass tits, excuse my language, though. But um, I, I even read her autobiography called No Lifeguard on Duty, and she's original and she, she talked about her experiences with abuse, sex, and the modeling and the drugs and everything like that, though. But and um, speaking about Janet Stickerson, though, I was gonna put her on this um, untitled sketch comedy show, which hasn't been which hasn't been developed though. And this sketch comedy show, I'm re- I've written a bunch of scripts because I wanted it to be like a part Matt TV, part Chappelle show, and I was gonna have like um, Janet Stickerson be make a de- guest appearance, you know, like um, like like you know, like doing a parody on um. I think it was about the um, Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories parody, something like that. Though I don't know. And um, but um, I was I was working on a sketch comedy show, but that never materialized because I had no backup, and um, I've been having some issues. I mean, so I put that, I scrapped that. So anyway, so i used to watch america's next top model for a couple of years you know and then um i stopped watching it about maybe about the late 2000s stuff like that because i mean why do i have to see women trying to degrade themselves and stuff like that you know flaunt themselves dressing like um anyway anyway so um so um, i have my reasons you know i mean Speaking about modeling thing though, I mean this 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 um this episode had, deals with the modeling with the modeling business and all the stuff. I mean speaking of America's Next Top Models and stuff like that. Even I, when I was when I used when I was working as a custodial assistant at the co- uh, local college though, one of the students asked me if I wanted to be a model, and um, I thought about it, but I don't know. I mean it's kind of a rough business stuff like that. I, and maybe I'm too old being a model because I'm in my 40s. So anyway, so um, let's get on to the F- well, I mean, nothing happens. You know, I mean, sometimes the business is kind of rough sometimes and all that stuff. So let's get to the episode, okay? This is um, SVU season one, episode three, 
and it's in the title of the episode is or just look like one and it's aired on October 4th 1999 written by Mike Perry and directed by Rick Rosenthal so now the cold open you know we have the um, FDNY paramedics there's dropping off the elderly lady at the hospital after having a medical episode and the doctor comes out of the hospital and asked the elderly lady how she's doing and the elderly lady says that she felt like she's having a heart attack and um you got the fdny um people taking her out of the ambulance and all that stuff and they hear a vehicle honking a couple of times so one of the fdny's went to see what's going on and then the vehicle speeds off and he sees a young woman lying unconscious on the street and it looks like someone had dumped her on the street someone had dumped her right in front of the hospital so the next scene the best and the stabler come in and uh, one of the doctors tells the cops that the victim is identified as Teresa Burgess age 16 lives from Queens and she lives with her father and another doctor tells her that she has been sexually assaulted no no oh and check this out. She told her that she was hit with a blunt force object. And check this out. She was having sexually assaulted by a wooden object. Then Stabler asked her what happens. What happened? What she got? And the doctor told her she got splinters. Ooh. Now. Now, hold on a second. Okay, so we end um we'll go through opening credits opening credits and all that stuff and um now that um we're in the squad room and Craig tells her that uh, about the Sarika Burgess she lives with her father out in Queens and they're trying to figure out that what was she doing outside the hospital at 3 o'clock in the morning and all that stuff so um Benson and Sable go to the hospital and they talk to Teresa's father and he tells the cops that 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 her stage name was Jasmine and all this stuff. So, and uh, they, they tried to ask her what happened to her last night and all this stuff. Like she didn't come home, and he tells her she didn't come home and stuff like that. Though, and um, she was and he and he tells the cops that um, she be having she even has been having issues with um, boss at the modeling agency. And her name was Lena Laszlo and all that stuff. And Leo, so she's an agent running a modeling agency or something like that, though. So Bessa and Sandler go to her office and check this out. When they when they was here, it's baby Newworth from Cheers and Frasier. That's the special guest star. Now she plays an uh, agent running her modeling agency and something like that. So and um, she tells. Her, her, she tells the cops that, that she was at a photo shoot with Carlos at well, 1 o'clock in the morning or something like that but the way she's talking to detectives I mean she sounds so irritated and um, and she's busy doing this and all that stuff though so so um, let me get back to baby Newworth alright she um, she so that was, she made a guest appearance on that show and she would later make a guest appearance on um, at Anyway, before that, she will be later. She will be later starred in the Lord Order spinoff called Lord Order Trial by Jury, but the show lasted only just 
one season with 13 episodes and was canceled. She even played um, the character Lord of Order um, Trial by Jury character on uh, in the season six episode of SVU. It was like a crossover episode featuring Angela Lansbury and Rita Moreno of the Electric Company and all this stuff. So we're gonna get to that in the future if we still on. All right. So um, on the next scene is Benson and Sable. Benson and Sable is at a photo shoot. And check this out. Benson and they, it's at, it's located at the South Street Seaport, right? Pier 17. I used to go there where I did messenger work or maybe drink something to eat, something like that. So they meet with Carlo and and then and then and after that though they meet his um assistant or partner Deb Tebra. So and Benson recognizes her testifying against Ricky Blaine. So, Deborah tells him about the, her experience with Ricky Blaine, that he's like the measuring man, and he'd be like abusing the girls, harassing the girls, and do some, some, some sexual harassment and all that, you know, perverted stuff and all that stuff, though. So, and she also tells, they, and the cops know that he got locked up, but Deborah tells him that he just, um, just, he's just got out of jail, and he got this job, and all the stuff, and women's rights, something like that, though. So, Benson and Sailor go see Ricky Blade, who works at an auto shop, and they ask him what, what, where he was at the time of the young girl's attack. At, and um, he tells him that he was watching a football game and stuff like that. Oh, I forgot to mention that um, they, 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 you know, the cops are trying to figure out what she was she doing out there at three o'clock in the morning and all that stuff. So, and. Um, at the time of the attack, I mean, he was busy home watching the football game, and then he tried to hit on Benson, and then checking her out, checking her rag, and then he when he starts touching her, Benson kicks him in the groin, <laughs> and uh, Ricky Blaine, the measuring man, falls down, and Sable tells him, "Stick to watching football." Back at the squad room, Munch tells the cops that um, Teresa failed at a weigh-in. That was like late in the morning at one o'clock, and then she left at about one o'clock in the morning with a friend named Vanessa Wong, and then much bring out some lesbian joke. I mean, because I think um, Cassie Dean Winters, aka Cassie, mentioned herself about the girlfriend thing, and then Munch made a lesbian remark saying they're not like Katie Lang things, aren't they? Mm. And you know, Katie Lang was like a singer. Was back in the nineties, something like that. She was popular back then in the nineties. Right now, no one knows where she is. So, um, what Vanessa Steven went to go see Vanessa Wong at her apartment, and guess who's there? It's Jerry Orbach, aka Lenny Briscoe, and his partner um, Ed Green, played by Jesse L. Martin. So you got like uh, Lauren first crossover here. I mean, you got like the. The detectives from SCU running in with the detectives of the original Lord Order. So, um, Ben, uh, Benson and Savior tells him that they was gonna come see Vanessa Wan, and then, um, Briscoe was like, too late, you missed her. And they told him she was found dead in a dumpster. And, um, Benson and Savior tells, tells them that, um, that the girl named Teresa was, got the same MO as hers. So, they realized that someone but well, both of these girls were beaten and dumped 
and it's like um and then and the mess Savior tells them that Vanessa's Vanessa was going to be the star witness but right now even though Vanessa's gone right now it's just like boom she's dead and he's no nowhere stuff like that though she now act two we're at Ben's we're at Stabler's home house and he's having dinner with his family and his eldest daughter though she's not hungry she's trying to lose weight and all that stuff though but you know, and then um, Benson has a talk with his wife for briefly, and then Benson was trying, and and no, Stevie Stabler was talking to his wife briefly, and Stabler asked his daughter, "You want to eat something?" And she was like, "No." And then the next day, back at the squirrel room, you know, um, it's um, you got Briscoe, Briscoe and Green though. They heading to see um, Captain Cragen, and guess what? The, the other Briscoe, he catches that who works at SVU. He see calls. He sees uh, Briscoe calls from Uncle Lenny, and then uh, and check this out. Jerry Orbach and his son, his son, and um, Chris Orbach. Chris Orbach is Jerry Orbach's son. So the, they have the father and the son doing a scene together briefly, right? And you know, it's just like um. Hey, you know, Briscoe tells the other Briscoe, don't call him Uncle Lenny and all this stuff. And then the other Briscoe, like, when am I going to call you? Briscoe. And then, and I mean, you know, you, you look at the scene, you know, you have a, like a father son moment. I mean, I mean, Jerry Orbach is the father of actor Chris Orbach. I mean, they share in the scene briefly and all that stuff, though. I mean, this. And it's like like father like son. I mean, being in a law and order universe. So they had the squad. You know, um, Briscoe is green at the squad room, and Munch have to see them. And then when um, Briscoe shakes Munch's hand, he says, it "Feels like a nightmare." So they're trying to figure out the time. They're doing the best. They're about to figure out what time. What happened to um, Teresa and Vanessa at the time post you because they left at about one o'clock in the morning, and then next thing you know, it's two hours later though they be being end up in the hospital, and they mentioned something about the measuring man saying he was watching a football game at the time. So they're trying to figure out who was attacking them after the photo shoot. So. Um, well, so what he is, Benson and Save Lady guy go back to the hospital and they meet with Teresa's mother. And they told them they had been divorced, that they were separated for some time. And then and her daughter was living with her father. And she tells them that, um, that Jasmine is a name that her husband made up. It just be like exotic, something exotic, or something like that, though. And so, and, uh, and, uh, um, the Teresa's mother also tells them that her daughter wanted to get out of the modeling business. So, next scene, we're at the courtroom, and then you got uh, Detective Jeffrey. So she's in the courtroom testifying against a kid who was raping a woman, and he did it inspired by a comic book about this character that's raping young ladies and you know the father became an accessory in the courtroom I mean you know the, right now like I was saying in the first season of SVU the courtroom scenes are a little it's all like short it's like limited and all that stuff because 
mostly in the first season they focus on the cat detectives lives and all that stuff so um next scene you got like munch and cassidy they visit hampton trill's apartment and um Half the show tells them that uh, she came here for for a book signing party, something like that. And you also tell them that she was gonna that the the first couple of floors were doctors' offices. So um, they're trying to figure out about the um, the figure. They're trying so the, the cops trying to figure it out that um, where she went, which doctor she went to see to get the drugs, like amphetamines and something like that, though. And um, you know, and then next, and then next scene, we're at the Carlos Studio apartment. He's in there taking pictures of a lady, stuff like that. And um, Best of Saver tells him that they, 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 drew, they forgot, they forgot to give him some information about what happened Monday night with the girl, because we know that Teresa, though, she's in the hospital in a coma right now, though. So. And back of the strong room, yes. So they trying to figure out who's the doctor been writing prescriptions. So um, they go best of saver go to a licensing service company, and they figure out that there's a guy named Doctor O'Connor. Though he he has been in. Um, so saver does a background check on Doctor Connor. I mean, he's the one that gives out the little the pills, the feminines, and the drugs, stuff like that. Though, and. Saber does a, did a background check saying that he was arrested for assault back in 91 and then 94 DUI charge. So they went to see Dr. O'Connor at a hospital and it turns out that Dr. O'Connor has been paralyzed and, and put in a wheelchair after being hit in an accident a couple years back. So they ruled him out of the subject. I mean, at the, at the time that the girls attacked, though, he was in the hospital in the wheelchair paralyzed. And he got like a neck brace and all that stuff. So, so that rules him out as a suspect. So, in an act one, so right now, no, and no, excuse me, end of part one. So, let me do a little brief um, thing right here. So, bear with me right there. Now, I want to talk about briefly, but I want to talk about briefly about setting up your own business. So I've been checking out this girl on Instagram and, and her name is Kendra Z or Kendra Z or something like that, though. And she tried to be a model for to be a model for Playboy, but they rejected her. So what she did was that she started her own business by having a Linktree account and have her photos and pictures, stuff like that. And check this out. She even set up an OnlyFans account because she wanted to prove she she wanted to prove the world that, that she's not like um, that she could do it by herself if they can't do it if they can't do it for you because she got rejected by Playboy boy, and she decided to have be uh, like a uh, have like self-employed have her own business just like that. So she now she's like on Instagram, Linktree, and OnlyFans and stuff like that. So. I even told her that I, that I launched a pod, Law and Order SVU podcast, and she doesn't watch Law and Order. But I told, but I told her you know, I could I could do a business or something like that because I told her that I want, I'm a screenwriter and I wanted to make some films and all that stuff. So, I mean, right now in Hollywood, it's hard to pitch a script to the producers or something like that because they want to make certain suggestions because it's not that easy. So. um 
However, I mean, what she did her own thing after being rejected by Playboy, Playboy, she decided to do her own thing, have her own business and stuff like that, and her own bread. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you want to start your own business, like that's good. It's just like me starting a podcast. And right now, at the times that they were during the pandemic, it's hard to find. It's hard to find work nowadays during the pandemic and all that stuff. But there are different ways you can start your own business. You know, probably you may, whenever you have to write money, you have to write connections, and you have everything organized, then you'll be okay. So all you gotta do is just don't give up. And don't give up hope. Now we go to act two, the second half of the episode, and um, and guess what? Another you got another guest star. It's Carolyn McCormick, and she reprises her role as Dr. Olivia from the original Law and Order. Right? She played um, the, the she started playing uh, Dr. Olivia on the season two as a recurring role, and then she was added to the cast for next till like nineteen ninety four, and then she's back to recurring role. So. We see her, she walking down the hallway and Sable catches up to her and she's asking her advice about the dieting and anorexia because his daughter is going through this phase and all that stuff. So, and then, um, and then the next scene, we see Sable at home with his family. He's taking his wife out to dinner and his daughter's there. And, um, uh, he, they, he, Sable asked her if she wanted to eat something and she was, and then her daughter was like, I'm not hungry. And Sable was like, you ain't going. That's why you ain't not supposed to be going. Oh, so we're back to the investigation. You know, this they from see this guy, Messing Slaver, see this guy, and then they're asking for Doctor O'Connor's patient lists and all that stuff. So they discover that um, there was drugs involved and stuff like that. So next scene, we we had Craigan's office though. And Cragen tells Vincent Sable that narcotics had called, saying that they interfered in a case that was they was working on for the past couple of months. So it turns out that um, Teresa and Vanessa were getting drug, were trying to get drugs from somebody, and I mean someone was, was supplying the drugs. In other words, so they sent Munch and Cassidy to go to this um, post office something like that looking for the guy who who uses mailbox 732 and all this stuff so however they, they found Mr. 732 oh, excuse me for a second we had like a ghost excuse me for a second we had like a ghost in the damn we had like a ghost in the room and stuff like that though so, um, anyways, sorry for the interruption. So, back at the, uh, back at the SVU, uh, it's in the interrogation room, they bring in Mr. 732, and this guy is like a, is like a mail courier. It tells him that he repackages his stuff and delivers it, delivers, delivers, delivers it to his office building, which it happens to be, well, um, uh, which have to be has Mrs. Lasso occupies it though. Now check this out. I used to be a mail carrier back in the days. I mean, I mean it was fun at first, you know, like walking across the city, you know, taking a ride on the train and bus and stuff like that. I mean, 
I started working as a measure at the age of 20 after I was doing vocational training. And um, I got a job at the law firm. I was a messenger, like delivering packages, picking up packages. And then I got promoted to um, mayor room. Then, uh, and then also I got promoted for floor messenger for 15 years. And then I got, I was let go. But, and then after that, um, I took vocational training again, did some clerical work and then training for training and then I was doing like being a telephone interviewer but that didn't work out too well so I decided to just um, go back to messenger work again for the next next couple of years then I developed some inflammation and all that stuff but I was just, I was just getting too off doing all this walking around but I mean don't get me wrong walking is good exercise you gotta lose some weight that way and stuff like that but, I mean this messenger work is like mm. It'll wear you out. Will be a wear and tear with the message you're working you do all your life and stuff like that, though. So, and speaking about that, that I mean, that um, the mail courier back at the um, during the interrogation scene, the mail courier says that he makes a hundred dollars a month, and he say he, he packages and delivers the drugs to Mrs. Laszlo's office. So Benson and Stephen go Craig is office, telling that Mrs. Laszlo was um was responsible for supplying drugs and stuff like that and then Craig decides to send narcotics into this so you got Benson and Stavely and the narcotics though they bust into Mrs. Lazarus' office and they arrest her for drugs so they bring her to SVU and they bring her to interrogation and then and then this is Lazlo or Baby Newport gives out a, a, like a confession saying that that Carlo was giving uh, no, no, Carlo. No, he. She said that Carlo made Teresa Lewinsky him. In other words, oral sex. You know, blowjobs. Oh my god, oh, that is sick. He, oh, that is sick. I mean, that guy, the Carlo. I mean, that girl is sixteen years old. She's underage, and you. I don't believe it. Carlo got to do something stupid like that. That's like statutory rape right there. I mean, he's forcing a girl to go down on him, something like that. A 16-year-old girl? That's crazy. So, they decided, um... Yeah. So, they decided just to go get arrested, Carlo. I mean, yeah, Benson sailed their munchy Cassie. They go to Carlo's studio, and then they, get, they arrest him while they... While um, Munch and Cassie take him away, they was gonna find some dirty pictures and all that stuff, you know, like portfolios and stuff like that about his um, Carlos sexual stuff. And Sabla opens the drawer and discovers pictures of Carlo and um, his um, his partner Deborah. They have a relationship, and Bessie realized that. Um, he stood her up, messing around with damn jail bait and stuff like that. So it's like um, it's it, it, so, so it turns out it's like a blackmail thing going on, something like that though. Because I mean, he going around, he dumped her to deal with the young girl. It's it's like a revenge and stuff like that though. It's like so. What they do? They invested Sailor, bring Deborah in for. Uh, talk and stuff like that, and um, and, and then it's, um, she gets interrogated and she doesn't, she tries to deny everything like that because 
it turns out the best in Saber Teller that um, Teresa and Vanessa was going to blackmail Carlo because of the dirty pictures and stuff like that. But she denies and all that stuff. So, I don't They probably, she probably got involved in um, Teresa and Vanessa's assault like that. Though. We don't know what it is. So, what they do, they bring in Carlo in to see if they figure out which of us confessed. And then when Deborah sees Carlo, though, she yells at him, spits at him, and then and they have a free argument and stuff like that. But um, Deborah's back in interrogation is that um, they girl they years because I mean um, they, they, I mean the the Vanessa and um, Teresa was gonna show Deborah the photos of Carlo and sex like that and then. Deborah was so high and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, she, I mean, she's still in love with him and stuff like that. So next thing he knows that um, they went to see Deborah about the uh, black man Carlo with the photos, with sexual photos and stuff like that. And then Teresa was so high on speed, something like that. that just, um, she went to get Carlo and all that stuff. And what they did, and Deborah and Carlo, uh, Deborah, she hit Teresa in the head. But it hit a hammer, and and next thing you know, and then she sexually assaulted him with the wooden object and stuff like that. Because I'm gonna tell you this, Deborah used to be a model, and but right now, I mean, her she's like a had become a has been and all that stuff, and then she she doesn't like it and stuff like that though. I mean, she just felt so envious and jealous and just pissed off and bitter and all that stuff. I mean. She had no dignity, something like that. So that's why she took it out on Teresa, Jasmine. I mean, Carlo, this Teresa or Jasmine, and Carl just suffered to Teresa's friend Renessa, and she died, stuff like that. I mean, I mean, this was like um, all the. I mean, she's 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 Deborah believes that she's still in love with Carlo because she met him while he was. Uh, taking photos of some uh, some stereos equipment and stuff like that I mean she was a model and she was in love with Carlo and next thing you know is that he t- betrayed her turning back and cheating on her with the underage girl and all this stuff so it was a mess even though it turns out you know that so it turns out that Carlo and Deborah was beating them team models and all this stuff and um, it was a mess. So they about to lock Deborah up, and Munch tells Benson and Sabler that Teresa died from her injuries. Damn, that's messed up. So, and the episode ends right there. Go. So that was some crazy episode. But I mean, but it, I don't know if it was a plot twist to it, but. At first, they think it was a doctor who assaulted them team miles, but it turns out that, um, and we also thought it was, um, the, um, baby boot baby knew of running, uh, agency that would beat the girls, beat the girls up, but it turns out to be, uh, ex-model and the photographer was doing all the dirty work, so, hopefully next week will be a better episode, but there's gonna be a twist coming, though, alright, so, um, about my time right about this is my time right now i'm feeling it's sunday it's monday my sunday night monday morning i'm about to relax 
And by the way, you can catch me every Sunday night, Monday morning, late, whatever time being, whatever I'm not busy because I have like a couple of things going on right here. You know, I'm, I'm on YouTube. My, you know, my, my uh, name was Mr. Big Rose 11. That's my um, YouTube channel. So I got like these Law and Order intros in there. So you can check it out if you want. So it's YouTube's Mr. Big Rose 11, right? Now, yeah, yeah, have a blessed weekend, and we'll see you next Sunday. Yeah, take it easy.